On today's broadcast, we're going to be talking about homeschooling. Now, some people say that is crazy. I would never even consider it, and that's okay. I do not believe that every family needs to homeschool, but if you are at least interested, if you've thought about it, if you homeschool yourself already and are feeling overwhelmed, I think today's podcast will be an amazing blessing. Now, when it comes to homeschooling, when we first start, we are so worried about curriculum and our schedule and if our kids are going to exhaust us, which, uh, by the way, they will exhaust you. But I think when parents start, there's some other things they need, even more than knowing the correct math book to purchase. And that is more internal things that will kind of hold you together on those really hard days. And believe me, I've been homeschooling for 28 years and there are a lot of hard days. So what do parents need? First, confidence. And I think confidence comes when they see that other people have done it. Um, Personally, because I have been homeschooling for 28 years, if I get overwhelmed with a child that is not learning his or her multiplication problems or is struggling to read, I can look ahead to my older kids who also struggled with different things at different times. And I think, well, they made it. They graduated high school. They've graduated college. They're um, successful, productive members of society who love God. And that really gives me confidence. But of course, if you don't have older kids that you can look to, then you haven't been doing this for 10 years, look around and talk to other families, hear what they have done, what they've experienced, check out how their lives have kind of just taken in the homeschooling and that's become a part of their lives. Look at their kids. And I think you can get a lot of confidence by seeing that very ordinary other parents out there have done it, have homeschooled, and they have succeeded. Also, parents need hope. We need to trust that we will guide and teach our kids spiritually, academically. We will be with them emotionally um, and that we can have hope that we can do it. We are the ones who love our kids more than anyone, who desire the best for them. And so even though it is hard and challenging at times, we can have hope that we will we will be able to do this thing called homeschooling. And I think we also need direction, how to get ideas from other people. And I think so many times we think, okay, I'm going to call my friend and do exactly what she's doing or call my other friend, but really that direction should just be a guide. We should be able to see like, I see what you're doing. I see how that works for your family and then have the freedom to change things as they work for your family. Um, For us at the Goyer house, we take the whole month of December off. We will start homeschool a little bit early. So we actually started the first week of August this year because my oldest daughter, who's a missionary in Europe, She comes with her two kids, um, and we're able to spend that time together in December. So you can kind of see what other families are doing, and you can be free to take it or leave it. Whatever works for your family does, uh, it's okay. It does make a difference, and your kids, as long as you are taking diligent time sometime in the year, they will be okay. Also, knowing your mission, deciding your focus for your 
family. And for us, our mission, we definitely want our kids to have a quality education, but I also want them to know the Word of God. We read a lot of missionary stories and we see how other people's lives have been impacted by God. Um, So our mission is not just to help our kids to be able to do the academic part, but we're really looking at um, forming their worldview, giving them a foundation for their future and for their character. Also, what parents need is a vision. Homeschooling does not need to look like public school at home. And I remember our very first homeschool years, I bought little desks from the auction from the public school. They were getting rid of stuff. My kids had desks. We abandoned them pretty quickly. It's not comfortable sitting in one of those desks, especially when you could actually sit on the couch for a read out loud time or sit around the dining room table for craft time. So your homeschool should not look like school at home. And I think once you have kind of the vision of where your family's going, what you desire for them, how you can um, incorporate homeschooling into your lives and the things that you can enjoy, enjoy, that changes everything. And I love this quote from Tamara Childs, and it says, homeschooling allows you the freedom to step off the highway of learning and take a more scenic route along a dirt road. And I think that is so important. It's not about what scores our kids are going to get on the standardized test, but it is about how we can enjoy life, enjoy life together. We can learn out of the things that are of interest to our kids, how we can um, study together, learn together. Every year I learn something because I am learning right along with our kids. And I love that analogy of stepping off the highway of learning and moving to a more scenic route. But I also love that today's guest kind of went from the dirt road to the highway. And you are going to love this because uh, Yvette Hampton and her family actually went on the road to homeschool, see the country, and to create this amazing documentary called Schoolhouse Rock that gives an inside view of many homes, talks about many mission statements, vision statements, directions that parents have taken. It gives us confidence and it can give us hope as we look into the lives of other homeschoolers, how they have done it, how they are currently homeschooling, and why this is so important. Um, it's so fun because there are lots of people interviewed. There's speakers like Heidi St. John or um, Mike Smith from HSLDA, which is Homeschool Legal Defense Association. But there's also ordinary parents. This just talks about why they decided to homeschool. And so I know you're going to love this conversation with Yvette and hearing about how her family took homeschooling on the road and found that was perfect for their family and also a way to encourage, equip, and inspire other homeschool families. I know you'll be encouraged. tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, 
moms and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Home should be a place of victory for your family, but Christian values are being threatened everywhere. What can a parent do when they are trying to raise their children from a faith-based perspective? Winning at Home, Tackling the Topics that Confuse Kids and Scare Parents, written by Dan Seaborn with his team of credentialed counselors, coaches, and pastors, dives into the mess of 21st century parenting and provides clarity in the midst of chaos. Don't we all need that? It provides tools to tackle some of today's complex topics. Supporting parents with toddlers all the way to launching adult children, winning at home is the parenting manual every Christian home needs. I am so excited to have my friend Yvette Hampton here, and we're going to be talking about this amazing documentary and you're going to be blown away by what her family did, what they experienced, and what they learned along the way. And welcome, Yvette. Thank you. Okay, so I could explain it, but I want you to explain what you accomplished with this because we watched it last night and we were so excited, so blown away, and a little jealous about what your family did. So tell us about your journey to making this documentary and what you have created. Oh man, well, this podcast is three hours, right? Because that's about how long it will take. <laughs> I'm kidding. We can, I can condense it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes, we have been on quite a journey. Um, our family, we're from California, from Southern California. In, um, and in December of 2016, we sold all of our stuff. We sold our house and pretty much everything in it. And we loaded our family up into an RV. It was a little travel trailer, 29 foot travel trailer. And we um, hit the road. We left California, not really knowing exactly where we were going or where we were going to land, but we left knowing that God had called us to yeah, okay. do something crazy. Um, and that was to make a documentary about homeschooling and to really kind of open up people's eyes to what home education and family discipleship is. And and at that time, we were in our sixth, going into our sixth year of homeschooling. So we were still in the process of kind of discovering this world of home education. And it was so exciting because we just took this crazy leap of faith. We knew this was what the Lord was calling us to do. And so that's what we did. We, we started traveling and we spent the next three years traveling the country and meeting all kinds of amazing people. And by God's grace and great design, he allowed us to meet some of the most incredible leaders in the, in the homeschool world, as well as just tons of other, just regular, typical families who are just doing this homeschool thing day to day. And so, so we filmed this documentary. We had planned on it taking only about a year and it took three it took three years to film it. And then we thought it would come out pretty quickly thereafter. And it was crazy because the Lord kept delaying the release of this movie. And we were like, Lord, why, 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 why? And lo and behold, in 2020, um, this thing that you may have heard of (laughs) called COVID, um, it, it hit, hit the ground and all these people started bringing their kids home. Um, not really wanting to, you know, they had to, they didn't have a choice, but to bring their kids home. And as parents started opening their eyes and realizing that they actually 
can be in the driver's seat of their kids' education and they actually can homeschool. And it just opened up a whole new world of opportunities for parents. That was when the Lord said, now, now is the time to release this documentary called Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, and tell people all about what homeschooling is. And so that's what we did. And it it has uh, been out for a few months now. It's going great. I mean, the response that we're getting has been absolutely incredible. And so we really are excited about what the Lord is doing to change the hearts of parents around the world. Absolutely. And first, I love that your family took this leap of faith. And it's so fun at the beginning of the documentary, it shows you guys, you have your travel trailer, you are driving away with your things in the back. And we have been talking about that, doing homeschool on the road for years and years. And my kids are looking at me like, mom, they did it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, I know, I know the timing's not right for us yet. But I think what an experience, first of all, for children to, to travel the world. And second of all, to meet amazing people. And that was our other fun thing. Uh, my kids and I and my husband and my 27 year old son was over last night. We all sat and watched it. And Hmm. one fun thing is because we do speak at homeschool conferences. So we knew the majority of the people that you interviewed. And so they'd be like, there's Miss Ginger. (laughs) There's Miss Leslie, like calling out uh, different people. And these are amazing people that you interviewed that do have a wonderful influence and just so much insight. So the fact that your kids, first of all, got to be on this journey, travel the world. But I also say, I mean, when God calls us to do something, it's also a blessing for our children. And my kids have met authors and speakers. And I know just going through this, they now have friendships or in relationships with amazing people. So Yep. That's one of the things I just want to call out because I know just taking my kids just to the homeschool conferences, they they get to experience so much. And so I would love to hear kind of the behind the scenes. Um, well, first of all, let's just say we just love the documentary. You just did a fantastic <laughs> job. But I would love to even start hearing some of the behind the scenes of what your kids got to be involved in as you work together and as you experience this and, and then produce this film. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So it's really interesting. Um, you know, when the the opening scene of the movie is my youngest daughter, Lacey, she's skipping down the sidewalk and she falls down and I'm like, Oh, you're okay. Get up. And I start talking about how we never planned to homeschool. Mm. And the funny thing is, is there's a lot of throughout the the movie, there's a lot of home video of our family that was never intended to be in a movie. Like that was just part of our life. You know, I, we were that day that she was skipping down the street we had just been taking a walk around the neighborhood. We had gone to our little, you know, book box library down the street at our neighbor's house and gotten a new book. And so she's carrying the book, I think, in her hands. And and it was just one of those random moments where I just took video of her. And so there's lots of that throughout the movie. But the movie isn't really about our family. It's really about debunking all the myths and misconceptions of homeschooling. Right. And so it's really fun to watch our kids in the movie, but they definitely were part of the making of the movie. My youngest was six, uh, six, five. She was six. (laughs) How old was she? I think she had just turned six um, when we left California. And my old, yes, because my oldest, Brooklyn, she was just about to turn 11. We left just about a week before her 11th birthday. And um, 
And so we we didn't really even know what this journey was going to look like. We didn't know how long it was going to be. We didn't know what it would look, how it was going to unfold. We had no idea where we would end up eventually. Now we're in Oklahoma. The Lord landed us here, which is really funny because we never imagined we would. You're like end out of all the Oklahoma. places. <laughs> Right. I mean, we were like, oh, Oklahoma, where? Where are we going? Where is this on a map? And we love it here, by the way. Um, but our girls really did get to be part of the process of making the movie. But it's so neat to see how the Lord used just their childhood to construct the story mm-hmm. of our family throughout the movie without us even knowing that that's what was happening at the time. You know, I could never have known when she was three years old skipping down the street that we were going to end up opening up a movie with that scene. I mean, and so, um, that's, what's fun about a documentary is it's not scripted. It is, it's a very raw, like, here's who we are as a family. Here's who, you know, the people that we interviewed. I mean, none of that was scripted. It was just what the Lord brought and it, you know, we asked questions and they answered the questions and it was really neat to see that all come together. Um, and so it's been a fun journey for our girls and for us, but I will say it has been a really hard journey as well. Um, you know, you mentioned that you and your kids have talked about taking homeschool on the road and traveling, and we have had countless people say to us, oh, that's amazing. That's our dream. We would love <laughs> to get in an RV and travel. And there were a lot of- And then you do it. And then you do it. Exactly. And- it's really hard. Um, it was a really difficult, um, it has been a really difficult five years for our family. There's been a ton of blessing in it and so many amazing things that have come from it. But the hardest part for, for our girls especially has been because we've been on the road for so long and because we haven't been settled, just them having friends and establishing deep friendships locally has been a difficult thing for them. And at the same time, it's been really fun because they have been able to establish friends, like you said, with your kids, because you travel and go to conventions. My girls now have friends all over the country. Whereas before this, basically their friends were in Southern California where we lived in our perfect little bubble of life. And it was great. Um, But when we took them away from that, especially my oldest, because she was 11 and she had grown up with the same kids her whole life. And she doesn't like change very much. And she's more of our introvert. So when we took her away from that, she was like, whoa, wait, what? We're, huh? We're going where? We're like driving around the country, not knowing where we're going to live, you know? Right. And, um, and so it's been neat though, to see how the Lord has grown each of our girls individually, but also how he's just grown our family. And we've had to really rely on the Lord and his faithfulness to get us through production on the film, to get us um, to the point where we could finally find home um, and just really trusting him in every bit of this journey. Um, so it's it's been fun, um, but it's it's also been hard in a lot of ways. But I would do it yeah. over again for sure. Yeah. So it's like there's a story arc within this greater yeah. story arc. I mean, really, your family's yes. story arc is part, and it, it does, you can see them growing up and Um, I remember near the end, it shows them as they're older and our, my girls who are 14 and 11 are like, Oh, look at, they're so pretty, you know, Uh look at, they're all grown now, but you do see at the beginning, they're little and, um, and that is, I mean, a lot of change in homeschool, you know, people always talk about, you know, socialization and all that, which is one, one of the things you address. And I know your daughter was part of a co-op, which we're part Mm -hmm. of a classical conversations co-op this year. I mean, and it, it, you're, you are leaving a lot of the familiar things, the comfortable things, when you set out on a journey with God. 
Um, yeah. But I know you experienced blessing. And then we're blessed by, you know, the outcome, which is this documentary. But every time we step out and get out of our comfort zone, it does bring very hard things. Yeah. Can I tell you a story really quickly? I would love because it. Because you'll, you'll love this as an author. Um, when we were in California and we were getting ready to leave, we our house was already um, in escrow. So we were packing, not, well, we were not packing up much because we were selling everything. So we were selling all of our stuff, um, but packing up what we needed for the RV. And it was just, a, it was a lot. There was so much going on and so much unsurety. Like we just didn't know where we were going. We didn't know how this was all going to turn out. Um, and it was scary. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was scary to just say, okay, we're, we're taking our two girls. We're (laughs) selling everything that's familiar. We're leaving everything that's familiar to us, our family, our friends, our church, our homeschool community, everything. We're walking away from this because this is what God's called us to do. And I remember just having this kind of inner struggle. And so one night I, I had a dream, um, and there are not many times in my life where I've had very vivid dreams where I knew the Lord was speaking to me. But this particular night I, I had this dream. And, and I'll tell you the dream because I, I knew for sure, without a doubt, that this was the Lord just speaking to me. And so in this dream, I had in, in my real house that we sold, I had a schoolroom and it was a beautiful schoolroom. It was like one of those Pinterest perfect schoolrooms, oh, which yeah. now it's so funny because I realized like we didn't even need that. We did almost all of our reading and schooling out in the living room. Right. Um, but in this schoolroom that I had, when you opened the door to it, if you look straight ahead, there was a white desk that sat against this big wall and it had a big, beautiful um, billboard on the other end of it. It was, it was my favorite wall and my favorite room. And so in my dream, I opened up this door and there was a man sitting at my desk in my schoolroom. And he, he was a older kind of husky gentleman and he had white hair, short, white, short hair. And he was sitting at my desk with his back to me and he was writing, um, like in a book, just like in a journal or something. And so I peeked my head in the door and I said, Hey, um, can you tell me what you're writing? And he put his hand back. He didn't look at me. I couldn't see his face, but he just put his hand back, you know, like to stop me. And he said, just close the door and trust me. I know what I'm writing. Um, just leave me alone. I said, okay. So I closed the door. And about two seconds later, I opened the door again and I peeked in again. (laughs) And I said, can you please just give me some idea? Like, I just, I don't need to know the whole story. I just need to know a little bit about what you're writing. And again, he put his hand back, didn't look at me, and said, I need you to close the door and I need you to just trust me to write this. And I was like, oh, okay. So I closed the door. Well, again, a third time, because of course, you know, third time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> so a third time I opened up the door and I said, please, please, can you just give me some idea of what this story is? I really need to have some picture of what this story is. And he, again, for the third time, didn't look at me. He just put his hand back and he said, you have to understand that I am the perfect author of this story and I am writing this story perfectly and you need to just trust me with it and close the door and basically mind your own business. <laughs> and I closed the door and I walked away and I woke up from that dream and I knew without a doubt that mm. God was saying to me, trust me, this is the story that I'm writing. It's the perfect story for you. It's the perfect story for your family. I am the perfect author of your life and of theirs. And you need to just trust me to write it perfectly and not worry about it. And it was at that moment that that I really realized it's not up to me. I All I need to do is be obedient. I just need to say yes and walk forward one step at a time. But I don't need to know the whole story. And to be honest with you, Tricia, if I had known the whole story, if I had known how hard it was going to be to take this journey, 
I would have probably said yes, because I want to be obedient to the Lord, but I don't think I would have been as enthusiastic about it as I was at the time. And just like we want our children to trust us with helping to form their lives and mold who they're becoming as people, we have to trust the Lord to write our story. And, um, and that was the moment where I really just gave it up and just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I don't understand. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where we're going. I don't know how this is going to turn out or unfold, but I'm trusting you to write it perfectly. And, um, and so he's faithful and he has proven his faithfulness over and over again. And, and, you know, like I said, when you see the movie, I mean, we stand back in awe of how the Lord wrote that story, how he orchestrated the cast and everything and got this movie done. Um, with basically no budget. Wow. <laughs> we had almost no budget. Yeah. And um, and he's God. I mean, he's big, powerful yeah. creator of the universe. So, Well, that gave me goosebumps as you started explaining that story. And I think the fallacy is we think we are in control of our story. Like, you right. know, because right? I've, th- I've thought that before. I mean, we have not got a travel trailer and, you know, left everything and sold everything, but we adopted seven children. <laughs> and right. so, I mean, and there was hard, hard moments, especially with the teenagers we adopted and there'd be times I'm like what in the world like right. why is this so hard like if we're obedient can't you make it easy can't you right. make things go smoother <laughs> and you know I mean on those very rare occasions I'd be like we could be empty nesters we could be like you know in Hawaii right now and right the Lord in his graciousness spoke to me and he said how do you know <laughs> like you think you're control in control of your story you're not in control of your story. So even if we do try to stay in our comfort zone, I mean, who could have, you know, thought that a pandemic would be coming or anything, health problems or job problems. Like, and so, I mean, what I love is that you left your comfort zone to follow God, but he had a story for you. And I think each of us, whatever our comfort zone is, when we're trying, or we're trying to make our comfort zone, like going with God is way better than any comfort zone that we attempt to make because we're never yes. we're never going to be successful and been trying to right. totally shield ourselves from all the problems of this world but when we go with god when we trust him when we see him work along the journey that is where everything changes and that's my next question like yeah just share some of those moments where god showed up and you were like whoa this is so god or you know things that surprised you along this journey yeah oh man so many so so many things um one has been, like I said, we made it on a really small budget. Um, we, we basically, we didn't have any investors. We didn't have a budget even starting out. We just trusted the Lord. Um, and it was amazing to just see over and over again, how the Lord would provide for us financially, um, to get the movie done, um, and to travel so that we could film. We, uh, this was actually not that long ago. Um, within the last year, we had to take a really big trip somewhere for, um, the movie to help promote the movie and, and get word out about it and stuff. And, we were really struggling because we just did not, we didn't really have the money to take this trip and go to this conference that we were going to. But we just knew the Lord was like, just go and trust me and, you know, I'll take care of it. So we made our plans. We went and the day that we left, we stopped, made our first stop for dinner. I can't even, I want to say, I think we were in Illinois and we stopped at a restaurant. I checked my email and there was a donate. Someone had just randomly donated, you know, $500. Oh, wow. Um, and she, and the letter that came with it was amazing because she said, you know, basically she got, she had gotten a raise at work and she just felt like the Lord told her to give us her that month worth of a raise. And, um, and it was just incredible to see like how God had put this on so many people's hearts. And when we would least expect it, but really needed it, 
we would end up, you know, getting some sort of check in the mail, um, or, you know, a donation somehow, or, um, you know, an, another thing is we were traveling, we were on a trip and we needed to be gone for a couple of weeks and we needed hotel stays. And we had some good friends who just said, Hey, we've got a bunch of like thousands of hotel points. Do you guys need them? Could you use these? And so it took care of all of our hotels for that whole trip. I, I mean, it was just incredible to wow. see how God would just provide over and over and over again. And so that was the financial side of it. But then on the side of actually filming the documentary and, and pulling the movie together, we we had our storyline laid out. Like we knew what, after you know the first couple interviews, we knew what direction we wanted to go with the movie, but we didn't exactly know how we were going to get there. And so we just prayed. We were like, Lord, you bring the cast that you want to be in this movie. And oh boy, did he. I mean, you've seen it. It's yeah. incredible to yeah. see how the Lord brought the cast together. But what was really neat is we would interview one person and they would talk about something and we would be like, wow, that's amazing. And then we would interview someone else and they would talk about the same thing, but in a different way and almost complete the thought of the other person. And Garrett and I would look <laughs> at each other through these interviews and we we're like, wow, that like goes perfectly hand in hand with what so-and-so said. And when it all came together in the movie, it was almost as like it was scripted. Yeah. It was so bizarre because Heidi would say something, and Heidi was our very last one. Um, she she was our last interview, which was perfect because it just brought together everyone else that we had interviewed. Oh, she was great. Yeah. But Heidi would say something, and we would go back to our interview with Ken Ham, who would perfectly finish the thought of what Heidi was talking about. And then Brian Osborne would piggyback on that and he would talk about the same thing. And it was like this perfect dance. It was so incredible to see how the Lord literally wrote the script for this movie without us doing so, because you can't do that with a documentary. Right. And and so just the way that the story came together and all of the questions were answered about homeschooling. And, and you know, the purpose is to debunk all the misconceptions, to bring the encouragement that moms need to just know that you can do this. You know, this is what the word of God says about family discipleship and about education and about teaching. And, um, and this is all the encouragement that you need. And so we have heard from so many people that after they watched the movie, they were just in tears. I mean, we, we just got a comment just a few days ago and she said, every time I heard somebody say in the movie, you can do it, I would start to cry. And I started crying like five minutes into it. I'm like, this is so good. (laughs) It does make people cry. In a good way, like positive, like this is important. It just makes you realize like, you know, I mean, I've been homeschooling since 1994. I know this is important, but to see it all laid out, I'm like, this is important. It just really spoke to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that is the Lord. And then the very last part of the movie, the the very, very last scene where Heidi brings it all together. That was a really neat part too. And that was where, again, we just saw the hand of God move. Um, we had been, we, we lived with the St. John's for two and a half weeks while we were filming with them. And so we filmed at the resource center, we filmed in their home, we filmed around town and we were exhausted, both Heidi and I, um, and Garrett and the rest of, you know, the people who were part of filming. And it was the very last day of filming and we had filmed all of Heidi's part. And then it was time for me to tie up my part mm-hmm. of the movie. And and this is literally like the end of the movie. And Garrett said he was like, he wanted me to tie it up. And he's like, okay, this is where I need you to go with this. And I knew where it needed to go. And I could not get it out, Trisha. I was, I mean, I, I 
I like literally could not form the words to speak out of my mouth with the message that needed to come to bring the whole movie together. And camera, the cameras were on me, but there was a side camera on Heidi and it was not her speaking time. So that's why it's kind of funny when you look at it, actually, it's not a, a, you know, full, you know, it's not the front of her face. It's just the side profile of Heidi. And so after, I don't even know how long of this and the frustration was building up. And of course, as you get more and more frustrated, it's not like with writing a book where you can just put your pen down and walk away and come back to it the next day. Like we had to finish this that day. And so finally Garrett said, okay. He said, Heidi, do you know where I'm going with this? You know how we need to tie this up. And she said, yeah, I I do. And so he said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have you try to deliver this. And I'm telling you, it was like the Holy Spirit came down on that woman. I, I, it was incredible. And she delivered the last like five minutes of the movie. And it is the most incredible thing. And the way she pulls it all together was so beautiful. And I mean, Garrett was literally in tears and I wasn't because I was on film, but I was crying inside. (laughs) And, um, finally she, and she just ends the, she ends her, her, you know, what she's saying basically with how the movie ends. And I mean, it was like, you could hear a pin drop because it was so perfect and so beautiful. And that was how the Lord tied up the movie. And it was just so neat to see how his hand moved in so many different ways to provide financially, to provide with the cast, to provide the ending of the movie and all of the message that came together that people really needed to hear. Yeah. So good. And Heidi did a great job. All the cast did an amazing job. And so I learned some things. First of all, one thing that I realized, because we started in 94, we were not the pioneers, but we were pretty close to the pioneers, which I never realized. I'm like, 94, we remember going to our first homeschool conference in California. And I was thinking, I don't even think it was legal in a lot of the states when we started in 1994, which is so amazing. Um, Second of all, so really for a movement, it has, this is the second thing I learned, it has come a long way. Yes. God has poured blessing. He's poured speakers and encouragers and curriculum. Because now when I go to conferences, there's so many resources that Mm -hmm. it's like, I can do this and be completely happy. I can do this other resource and can be completely happy. There's so many wonderful things. But for the amount of time that homeschooling really has been a thing, which is the 80s, is like when the pioneers really started, um, God has just poured its blessing. And now look at now it's like multiplying because so many parents that are home with their kids are realizing like I can do this I have never thought of it before and that's the one thing I saw last year when I spoke at conferences and I was just at a homeschool um, retreat that I spoke at a couple weekends ago and someone said you know when we had to do virtual school and I saw it was happening I realized like well I could do better than that and God I hear this all the time God had been asking me to do this but I think I wasn't capable but now we it's like he's saying okay here's your chance. And yeah. um, so I think this is, like you said, this is the perfect time for this to come out. So let's just talk about, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about social socialization and the curriculum yeah. and our responsibility, but let's talk to the heart of a woman right now who may be saying, okay, like, I know God's been telling me I need to do this, yeah. but I truly, and I truly you know, don't know if I'm capable and first of all I'll just start and then I'll let you go in sure I was uh 17 year old years old when I had my first 
I was 22 years old when I had my third, and that is the year I started homeschooling. So here I was, 22 yeah. years old, with a, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. When I started homeschooling, I didn't know what I was doing. I ordered this box curriculum that was way too difficult. I had the little school desk in the room, like all the things. Yep. But God has been faithful. Those three kids love the Lord. They, you know, serve the Lord. They have all have college degrees, which again is not necessary, but it's just been their path. Um, sure. And I can say like, if anyone was the most uncapable person to be able to do this, it would have been me, but God hmm. was just faithful. So I'm just going to turn it over to you to, to, to speak to the heart of maybe that mom or that dad out there that's thinking, yeah, it sounds so good, but there's no way I could do it. Yeah. Well, um, Absolutely. I, I'm right in line with you. I did not think I could do it. I actually hated school growing up. And when I say hated it, I mean like despised in every way. Everything academic. I loved the social part of school, but I hated school. And so I was like, why would I ever do that to myself again? Or why would I do it to my kids? I right. mean, you know, so we said we would never homeschool. Um, and then the Lord got a hold of our hearts. <laughs> we we had this baby and it took us 11 years to have our first child. And and there was something about that where I just realized, yeah, I've waited so long for this child that like the, the idea of giving her off, you know, handing her off to someone else to then get to spend all their time with her. Like that just didn't make sense to me. Right. Um, but even still, I was like, I can't do this. And let me preface what I'm going to say by just saying homeschooling is not the gospel. Mm -hmm. Homeschooling mm -hmm. does not, it, it's not what saves our kids. However, Luke 6.40 says a disciple is above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. And so we have to look at who's, you know, who, of course, he who has the most influence on our kids is the one who spends the most time with them, right? And the verse that I often come back to is um, 3 John 1.4, which says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. When I came to the realization that it wasn't about the academics, but that it was about their heart and it was about their relationship with the Lord and it was about what they were going to be learning day in and day out for 18 years of their life, I couldn't bring myself to, to put them in a system and, and, you know, you've got public school and private school systems. I couldn't put them in, and I say I, but I mean my husband and I, mm -hmm. we couldn't put them in a system that was teaching them everything that's contrary to the word of God. Right. When it comes to private school, I grew up in a private school my entire life. And I came out of the best private school in town, which was a really good private school, a really good Christian school. I came out of there knowing very little about the Bible and having very little conviction about my walk with the Lord. And not because my teachers didn't care, not because they didn't love me, not because they didn't even love the Lord. It was just, that was how the system worked. Right. And when I took a look at that and I realized the responsibility that I had as a parent to disciple the heart of my child, that responsibility responsibility was with me and it wasn't with someone else. And so what it came down to was I don't have what it takes to homeschool my kids. I still, 11 and a half years in, I still don't have what it takes to homeschool my kids. But God working through me and my obedience to him and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our family and to work through me and to work through my husband and to work in the hearts of my girls, we trust the Lord. Yeah. And you know, Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And we, we don't need to worry 
about all the things that we need to worry, we think we need to worry about when it comes to the academics. We need to worry about where are our kids headed? Are they headed toward um, Harvard or are they headed towards heaven? I mean, that's right. what really matters. And so the great thing about realizing that I don't have what it takes, but the Holy Spirit does, is that in the very end, I will never get to say, look at what an amazing mom I was. Look at what an amazing teacher I was. Look at what an amazing, you know, homeschool speaker leader I was. I'm only going to be able to say, look what God did because I was willing to say yes. And that's it. Plain and simple. Say yes. God is going to equip you with everything you need to accomplish what he's called you to do. Parenting is hard. When you look at the big picture of parenting, it's impossible to parent, right? right? When you look at marriage and the big picture of marriage, it's impossible to have a successful marriage. My husband and I are celebrating 27 years of marriage by God's grace, not because we're so good at marriage. (laughs) It is by the grace of God because we've allowed the Lord to be part of it. And when we allow the Lord to be part of our homeschooling and our parenting and our family, amazing things happen. So good. Okay. So Heidi may have ended the movie, but she just totally nailed the end of this podcast. So that was <laughs> We'll rewrite the end of the movie then too. There we go. <laughs> All right. So let us know where we can get information about the movie, where we can watch it, where we can share about it. Um, just yeah. give us all the things. Thank you. Yes. Um, so it's very easy. Schoolhouserocked.com. It's R-O-C-K-E-D, schoolhouserocked.com. Everything you need to know is there on that website. So we've got um, every way that you can watch the movie. Um, it's coming out on DVD soon. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but um, it'll be out on DVD in just a few weeks. Okay. Um, you, you can still stream it. So there are lots of different ways that people can watch the movie. And then at the very end of the movie, there's a call to action. It says go to schoolhouserocked.com to download your free homeschool uh, survival kit. And so that's just a free download. People can get that off of the website as well. And then we have a podcast. It's the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Um, And the reason we do that is because we want people to be able to have something to follow up with the movie. Mm -hmm. So now, okay, we're homeschooling. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. You've been on it. Um, Which is (laughs) so. And and I I mean, again, just like with the movie, the Lord brings the most amazing guests to our podcast. Um, It's absolutely incredible. And so pretty much all of our cast members have been on the podcast more than once. Um, And then we have tons of other people as well. So we, we air that, um, three times a week. Um, and that's just more follow-up to bring it. It's all about homeschooling. So it just brings more encouragement and resources and all the things all it, it, we try to answer every question people ever have about homeschooling. Um, so schoolhouserocked.com is where they can get all of that information. I love it. And you do such a wonderful job of just giving people what they need, answering their questions, pointing them in the right direction. So yeah. Just if you're interested in homeschooling, if you know someone is, if you're curious about it, um, if you've been doing it and just want to be encouraged, uh, check out Homeschool Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Or Schoolhouse Rock, yes. Schoolhouse Rock. I've even done that myself. (laughs) Schoolhouserock.com. And we'll have all the links also in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.